Podcasting from Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. This is connecting your community, building community through unity. Through unity. Getting things done takes activism, and Blaine Higgin and Mallory Chris Jansen have come together to share firsthand community voices, bringing awareness to community issues, watching how other communities handle like problems, and sharing their successes. Connecting, connecting your community. Here are your hosts, Blaine Higgin and Mallory Chris Jansen. Here we are, 2019. Yeah. Almost done. Almost done. Almost done, 2019. Yeah. Just chilling. Now we're chilling and we're just going to really review 2019. I've been going over Christmas time. Right? How was your Christmas? It was It was beautiful. And it was awesome. Yeah, There's so many was. people that were helped, right? Yep. Yep. Let's think about that and just touch on that just for, for a moment on how many different families uh, were helped throughout this Connecting Our Community page and just some of the requests were out there. And then also you went above and beyond with different families as well. So anyway, we ended up sponsoring six families and this was everything from mom and dad having gifts or if there was a lone parent. So whether it was mom or just dad and then all of their children were spoiled. And you know, I can honestly say we actually posted, I posted a video on Connecting Our Community, our public page, just sharing because when I actually dropped off and it gets me emotional every time when I dropped off some of the gifts to one particular family, this little girl came up to her mom and myself. And of course they didn't know I was coming. It was just, you know, referrals through friends, referrals from this person, that person. And Blaine, a lot of these families were actually denied, right? Because maybe Mm -hmm. they made a few hundred over the cutoff or whatever the case is. Right. So in any event, I went over and this little girl came up and she goes, mom, we are going to have a Christmas. And if that doesn't break your heart, knowing that we have families in Lethbridge living in poverty and children who didn't even believe or know if they were going to have a Christmas, that yeah. that's a blessing to be able to just, because of our community, be able to go and bring these gifts to families. Yeah. The one thing that I, 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 I struggle with is that so much of this happens though, don't you agree, throughout Christmas time, mm. and then not that it's forgotten, but there's yeah. less done after. Yeah. And I th- and I know we've talked about this off uh, a podcast about something you do for Easter time, and yeah. that's something for that we want to talk about another another podcast. Just a, something that you do and you've done ever since the passing of your mom, yeah. an Easter egg hunt, right? If you want to just touch on that just yeah. for a second, because it kind of takes it in for the whole. Uh, you know, extended a little bit more for the for the year. I think that that's one of the most critical points is that people aren't living in poverty just at Christmas. People don't just need help at Christmas. Right. Families and children need help all year around, right? And one of the biggest things is there's so much generosity at Christmas time, but that has to continue through the whole rest of the year and so that's why i'm grateful for our collaboration for our connection with so many amazing humans in lethbridge because i've always been someone that believes in shedding love and creating magic all year long right so four years ago i lost my mom to cancer and Mm -hmm. it was probably one of the most hardest times in my life for anyone who has lost a parent or a sibling whatever the case is so yeah christmas christmas for me even brings up a lot of grief kind of just going back to that right because you know, your family meals, you're, you're missing your mom. And so I spent a lot of time critically reflecting and giving thanks for everything that I have, but there is that empty peace in your heart, right? So I do cry during Christmas. I'm not going to lie because you have to celebrate an amazing mom who's no longer with you. Right. So 
Anyway, four years ago, we lost her to cancer and it was such a quick battle, Blaine. It was, hey, I got a diagnosis of cancer. Okay, so we're looking at about two years. All of a sudden, six months months later, we lost her, right? So I knew Easter was one of her favorite holidays ever. And so instead of sitting around and crying about it, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just, I'm going to have a community Easter egg hunt. And the first year started with about 30 kids, just close friends, family, et cetera. And last year we, we ended up capping it at just over 230 children <laughs> and 230 I, I didn't expect it to go kids. that big. And, you know, and where do you I, do this? I, so every year is a different venue, but I think moving forward, like there's a significant venue that's really meaningful for her. And it's only open to people who actually register because right. there's so much work. Actually, I start planning it in January because that's how big it gets. Right. Oh, so we're going to have our own oh, little gee. board. Um, there is a small fee and that's just because kids go away. Like we packed 10,000 Easter eggs. Okay. 10,000 Easter eggs. People are still finding them in November. (laughs) I'm sure. Right. Just miraculously amazing. And so we actually collaborated with bikers building bridges last year. And then I also met a whole bunch of bikers one day at Lakeview bakery. And and if you know me, I'm like, Hey, I'm Mallory. Like that's weird. That's not like you talk to people. (laughs) And that's, you know, just a beautiful trait that I have. So I like shook these guys hands, Bikers from Calgary ended up coming down. So there were about 15 of them and they came and volunteered their time to distribute 10,000 Easter eggs. Um, they, all the children go away with amazing, like little party, um, you know, beautiful little packs and, um, then also major raffle draw prizes. And this year I expected to be double the amount of prizes because of all the community connections, right? Castro Loop Express last year donated a brand new bike and a helmet and a visa for a child. And it's just, it's a magical. visa for a child. Yeah. To go get like whatever kind of bike gear that like they a need. Helmet so, or this you know, or that. I take a lot of pride in that. And I also give youth the opportunity to build volunteer work experience because they're not only packing the eggs, but they're actually working on, you know, their conversing skills with others. They're leaders at the, um, at the Easter egg hunt. So all around, it's not only for families, but it's also for youth to start building their resume as well. So yeah, I'm all about that. What a great way to carry on you know, uh, the, the memory of your mom. Yeah. And I know Boxing Day is really a, a, a tough day for our family is uh, three years ago, my mom passed away after a short battle with a, with a stem cell transplant, about a six month oh, similar sorry, way. And was uh, uh, on Boxing Day had passed away. So Boxing Day is, n- is kind of not yes. my favorite day. It used to be the day that I used to get out and check out all the Absolutely. sales, wait in line at five o'clock in the morning. But yeah, so the Christmas of, of 16 was just, it was, it was much different. And yet we still carry on. Our family gets together. We had a fantastic get together, our family this year here. And just to remember those good times, because you know what, there's so many things that, that good times you can remember and, and just sit around as family and joke and giggle and laugh about, uh, uh, things that we've, we've, uh, experienced over the years. Yes. So That's it's cool. really awesome. That's so awesome. I didn't realize it's both of us had, had, uh, uh lost yep. family members to something like that. And so this time of year is, it is quite, it's quite different yep. for, I know for me and, and yep. obviously for, Most for yourself. Definitely. And for anyone. Right. And I think also another thing is if you have a family member that is consumed in addiction, right? So, you know, my family has someone who is consumed in addiction and that, that also leaves like a really, a, a really sad residue on your heart as well, because How's if, Christmas yeah, for and someone it's, with it's an tough, addiction, right? And because sometimes families have boundaries put up where, 
you know, you just can't have that family member even at your Christmas table because you don't know the type of, you know, state or, you know, even if it's a drug psychosis, whatever the case is, is you need to ultimately have a safety and, you know, boundaries put up. So, you know, my heart also goes out. I understand for any family that's struggling with someone that is going through addiction and consumed by it, because that's a real thing. And, you know, it's just, it just kind of reminds me to put it out there is that there there's support for family members as well, because even though I'm on Christmas holidays, you're not because you're still... No, in your line of work, yeah, a frontline worker, you will get right? calls all yeah. the time, You're getting right? calls. And even with connecting our community, like people are reaching out, you know, and the distress line was given out to probably 15 different people. You talk about that. Yeah. So I just, just to say on that... It's uh, Christmas time. We think it's the time that everybody's 100%. together and everybody yep. is happy. And yep. it, it's it's the number one uh, uh, time of year for domestic yep. disputes and 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 violences, etc. It's really bizarre that that's that that's at time because you think it's Christmas time is everyone comes together, but of course it's probably doesn't help with a mix of of the cocktails yeah. etc that are out there. That, and you know, family, yeah. it's great to be with your family, but yeah. sometimes it's like okay, in you know we got the family, and then but there's so much all yeah. in one time at, yeah. that it's it's a difficult time. So I did see both from our provincial government and and locally, and, and I'm sure you've shared it a lot these these lines for for communication. Absolutely, if you're yeah. If that stress is there or... or And even suicide, um, you know, it's, it's Christmas and the, the holiday season is actually deemed one of the most toughest times for people. Right. Right. So one of my biggest promotions is obviously the Canadian Mental Health Distress Line. Um, I do a lot of referrals over that way, but then also even the Canadian National Suicide Hotline because... People are contemplating killing themselves because they are lonely and they are isolated on Christmas, right? So, you know, for me, it's just super important to make sure that people in our community and elsewhere, no matter all the followers that we have, is that they know that there's help out there and that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've gone through, you're not you're not alone. And whatever you've gone through doesn't define who you are. And, you know, there's support out there if you need it. But Speaking of Boxing Day, I did. Can I? I know that it might not be the most easiest time for you, but you know, I, I do recall you sharing a crazy story that was like literally uh, boxing going on on Boxing Day. Can you just box, share what you? It's saw? a different Boxing Day. Like, I was so I was out and I was I was looking for some some hockey equipment yeah. and I'm looking for these specials to come out and <laughs> happened to go down. Uh, uh, by Burton Max. Yeah. Looking at some so stuff. So supervised consumption area. Supervised consumption yep. site area. Doug Hamilton's and, and, area. And witnessed quite an amazing boxing day. Oh, boxing you? day. <laughs> it's, I was. That, that, that stuff's was, happening every single it, day. It like does. Just it does happen. Punching each other in the face. And know? it was, and I kind of had to do a double <laughs> take because I thought, I, it's not something that I think is, is a yep. common and... Uh, I, I, I would not remember this happening years ago. Yep. So it's very different. I need to I need to understand that this is becoming, I hate to say the norm around our community. And mm-hmm. it's really sad to say that that there's that this is happening. And uh, so yeah, that was a that was a boxing a box yep. a true boxing Literally day. Literally boxing uh, day on experience. boxing day. And you know, like you think about so many different people, and I know the families are, you know, going from the mall to Burton Max to all the different shops that are downtown, and it's just like what what we're allowing in our community, Blaine, and kind of as we go through, just even reflecting over 2019, is we're becoming very normalized to thinking that you know individuals shooting up in public is okay. It's actually it is a legal 
and you can call the police if you see mm-hmm. people shooting up and using drugs, even smoking a crack pipe, that's illegal and that's yeah. against the law. So please report it. That's the whole reason why we started connecting our that's community. Right. Report crime, report drug activity. It is crime. Because and that police is crime. need those statistics, right? But yeah. anyway. Let's get um, off of that. Did you see yeah. my lovely mug, Mallory? <laughs> so, you know, I don't like, I'm a Bernie's mountain dog person. And so, I just so can't for even this do that is, cup right now. This looks He's trying just... to be better than me with my cups. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from, for Christmas time, from my Bruno. Yeah. It's a gift from my Bruno. So yeah. we've got two. two yeah. uh, Bruno uh, hates me. <laughs> doesn't hate you. He's just not used to you. He's like, Rawr. So Bruno and Gigi, two, yeah. two Frenchtons that we have. And this looks just like Bruno. And so, of course, Bruno got me this lovely gift for, oh for Christmas time. So, yes, it's, it's and it's one-upping yeah. you on your San Francisco uh, mug there, by the way. I know. So. San Francisco is so. my favorite place that I went to in 2019. And I do want to share a little bit about my experience, uh, my personal growth in 2019. But definitely remind me to talk about San so Francisco. 2019. Yep. So lots happened in 2019, right? And so, so to start off, and it's tough to put any one particular thing because we had so many different things happen, both yourself and myself throughout this year and in our community. If you're to pick a few things, what would you say was, was some of the main, uh, I guess a couple things, because again, it's, it's tough. What would you say was... Was, uh, for Lethbridge? Yeah, for Lethbridge. Oh, I'm going to say one of the most influential things that I think, I think happened I in our is. community. <laughs> um, I would most definitely say Tevi Legg, um, a local woman who was actually the recipient of Canada's most influential women, right? So and that was really cool. Lethbridge. And she's that's from in, Lethbridge. That's like, incredible. You know, that's something that we need to celebrate as a community. Like, what that's an right. honor that her work in Lethbridge was recognized nationally yeah right so that was pretty cool and that's kind of what i like to focus on um that's one and i think another one yep i'm sure connecting our community look at what happened there this is why we are here today this is the connection that that, focus on like everyone else that 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 we had right as far as us connecting up and we've talked about this in previous podcasts but that was kind of a start the activism that that came from that and i know this is going back to summertime, some of the different events that, yep. that happened there. The rally in front of, of, of City Hall. There's a rally that was on, on Mayor McGrath Drive. Again, a rally not against the mm-hmm. supervised consumption site. And so often people said you're against that. No, it was a rally against crime. Yep. Now, there could be some some connection that people find that that comes from, from uh, the crime mm-hmm. in having the supervised consumption site, and that's part of the crime. But... It's, it was, it, that's probably another big one. Yeah, and I'm was, putting it in was, your mouth, but I'm sure it's going to come out anyways, that, that is probably. That was personal 2019, right? right? And yeah. for me, it was, it was huge because, you know, I've talked about this before is I've been on the front line for 10 years. Right. I've been serving individuals who have been homeless and the same crew of individuals who have been homeless for 10 years, you know, and let's, let's get real is that for 10 years, I've heard that we're going to get supportive housing. Okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to do all of this for the population that's on the streets. Well, nothing's changed. And that stuff you 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 remember, and I'm I'm sure we've talked that it's it's very much other levels of government that are involved in that. But but that doesn't mean that we can't keep the pressure on. And And we do have some stuff that is is coming forward, but it's like pushing a wet noodle at times. Anything governmental is takes yeah. so much time, I know, but, I'm but it's important. This. These are some of the things. Yeah. So 2019, mm-hmm. our homeless population over doubled. Yep. 
And and so to dealing with this is is a struggle as well. Yeah. But I'm trying so, to connect it, right? Yeah. So you have you, you have a homeless population that has increased dramatically and you know, I'm working with the parents and now I'm working with their kids coming on the streets. Right. Okay, they're aging out of the system and without any support. So now we're getting the 18 to 25 year olds. But, you know, when we go back to this with the rally and connecting our community is that, you know, we need more support services. And yes, we do. Because of connecting our community, people either love me or they absolutely dislike me, you know, and it's something that but I want that's, to. That's 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 frustrating because <laughs> there's nothing that is that that you advocate for that is not to better yes, our community. Blake, but I'm not advocating a one pillar flag. I'm advocating a four pillar flag. So and, what happens, and, and of course that is, we do yeah. need those other pillars because no, you if you have the one them. pillar <laughs> and you're nothing. not continuing with, with trying to set up yeah. these other pillars or trying to get these other workarounds, you are just, you're getting nowhere. Yeah. And that's you, what's you're, you're feeding this addiction. As a matter of fact, it's my opinion. I always got to put that out there. It's my opinion that it is more detrimental without having the other legs of this chair, yeah. if you will, and just having the enabling side yes. there. But there, there was a drug strategic plan that was adopted that was mm -hmm. known and was supposed to happen is that we're going to have a treatment center. We're going right. to have detox. We're going to have the intox. Yes, we have Alpha House now. Thankfully, we have Alpha House. You know, and then we're going to have the supportive housing and then the supervised consumption site. Well, we're massively failing this population. And mm -hmm. so long story short, crime increases over thousands and thousands percent drug related crime. OK, mm -hmm. these are my guys that I'm working with. These are my guys that I volunteer with. But in any event, the biggest thing is that I'm blasted. I'm harassed. I'm blacklisted because I'm not waving a one pillar flag. Yeah, I'm you had holding to... people accountable who said we need all four pillars and we don't have it. And I do want to touch on that for a second. And, and <laughs> it's been hard. Well, it's what's super frustrating is, and I've heard because we communicate quite often that, and I didn't realize that this would actually happen. You've literally been blacklisted I've in our community. I've been blacklisted from almost every organization in this Because I know community. interviews will come up and all of a sudden they're dropped. Yeah. Or you'll go to another place and, uh, sorry. I heard you're doing this. I, I heard you're doing that. And You heard that I'm trying to advocate for a safe community. And this is the thing that actually hurts my heart the most is that if you have misperceptions from the very beginning, I've invited people you, to come and talk to me. And you know what? <laughs> so let's don't. talk about that. Not just at this <laughs> level blast. here. <laughs> but let's make sure put that invitation yeah. out there to contact us yeah. and let us yeah, know if you want to be on here. We are not one side on yeah. on anything. We yeah. like to bring I brought Mike the community on and we have the most There's there's you know, un It's not completely opposite, but there's a lot of different yeah. ideologies and that he shares okay. that you do not share and in the same okay. way. And that's where And that's fine. We're, it's we're communication. Shining. Because we're inviting conversation. That's right. Right? So even when people are blasting us about this podcast that we're doing, and it's like, if That's... you want to come on and share what you believe in, we invite you. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, you don't have absolutely. to go hide behind your computer screen and, you know, The one with two followers, so you all of a sudden find this new person out there that's <laughs> you know? jumping on and yeah, trashing. It's like, it's, yeah. it's stop it. It's, and just, that's, again, yeah. we've talked about this before, Blaine, is that's where our community is so divided is instead of just coming and saying, hey, you know what? 
I just want to talk to you guys. No, I'm going to blast you everywhere. I'm going to shame you on social media. Well, no, because and never actually, any comments. It's just talk. It's just exactly <laughs> communication, right? Yeah. So that's, Joe, that's Joe Rogan and uh, Brett, what an amazing hey. Yeah, and Brad a- Weinstein. Yeah. They do an a, an incredible, incredible podcast about public and private conversations, right. right? And so for us, we are all about connecting with our community. We're connecting right. other people's mm-hmm. communities. So I think we're doing something right. And that's inviting so. conversation. That's having conversation. We're that's not right. blasting people. We're not trying to bring them down. We're not shaming people. We are here because mm-hmm. we care about Lethbridge and we care about the safety of our residents. And we're open yep. to speak with anyone. Yep. And that's yep. so important. If you want to call in, if you don't want to be on the show, but if Absolutely. you want to call in, Even if you that's need no problem as well. Fake. And we can Facebook profile name. That's cool too. Yeah, like, come in and show your face. That's right. Right. Okay. So 2019. 2019. You know, talk to me about the city of Lethbridge manager leaving, or he's now so gone, this or what's going on? Because he lots, was amazing. Lots of different. I'll tell you what. It was. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Not just amazing. Just unbelievable. It was the start to so many uh, great things. We started off with this, this uh, report by KPMG. I know when the city manager first started, we, we'd all came and what we wanted to see. Where was and he I from? know he's from Winnipeg. Nice. And so one of the biggest things that I had, and I'd, I'd said, you know, when the new city manager, I really want to see an audit of all of our different departments. Wow. I was told audit was a little rough in the word. How about a review? Well, I don't care what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Go through each of our departments and see where we, we we can find efficiencies because I was really tired of always hearing the the comment, okay, if, if you wanna save money, we need to cut this service. And I'd always come back with, well, why do we need to cut it? Why couldn't yeah. we be more efficient <laughs> in the way we do it so that yeah. we're still, we're yeah. still, we still have the same service for a lesser price. I I don't understand sometimes how it's, you got to cut service to save, cut service to save. Yeah. I'm so pro on just becoming more efficient. So this city manager was unbelievable, Mr. Bramwell Strain. And um, he was here for, he said, about a year and a half and was phenomenal. And obviously, as, as we all know, it had put his resignation yep. in here uh, last month. And... It was, it was really difficult. It was really difficult. And I do want to touch on one thing. Council knew this prior, knew this in October, mm-hmm. okay, and did not come out until the beginning of December. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. We had this review going on with KPMG, and we didn't want to, we didn't want to have anything, um, uh, you know, that to not continue the way that it was. So, so we, we came out, we decided it was going to be in, in December. And uh, so that's when it, when it came out. And, 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 and with our city manager in leaving, the questions are always coming, right? Why, why is he leaving? Is he oh, frustrated sure. with council? Is he angry with the supervised consumption site? Is he this, that? So many different questions, right, out there. And you know what? It was a personal reason. That's what I heard. It's yep. a personal reason. And you know what? There's, there's, uh, I know his, his family is there and in, uh, Winnipeg mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's tough. And I'm not there to ask him what his personal Absolutely. reason is. And there was people regarding his, right? his health. It's no is his business. health okay? His health yeah. was fine. It was a personal reason he said to leave. It's none of our business. And you know yeah. what? If it comes to a family being that personal reason, Absolutely. I have so much more respect yep. for, for somebody that puts family first. Yep. yep. So oh. here's some of the feedback that I've heard is, 
was counsel truly being transparent if you guys knew this information already about him absolutely you know leaving it's, like how does that work could you ask that because we were embargoed so we we were we were uh it was a, a closed meeting mm-hmm. where under the request of of the city manager we had decided to to keep this quiet again while this review was going on so to step outside that, my responsibility as as a counselor is to keep that closed meeting, the in-camera meeting, private until the date that we decided together to release okay. that. So if I was to go out and mention, so it came, we knew in October, and if in November I came out and said, hey, I, our city manager is leaving, I'm going outside. Of course. <laughs> so it's not that it's a lack of transparency, yeah. because I have <laughs> talked to a few people about that and how come you, you knew this and you didn't say anything there's there's rules legally we can't say anything yeah now we could go outside and then we have we'll have to deal with you know uh, uh those results if we were to go outside and and, and speak to this when yep. we we're told not to yep. so no sense, it's it's right? just it's frustrating yeah. I, th- I guess it comes down to this that it's sad i'm i'm really sad i i've i, I we had a Great relationship. I think our city manager was amazing. Where he was going was yep. unbelievable. But there, we know now what to look for in this next city manager. Mm-hmm. Similar values. We saw what this did. So this yeah. is what this is who we're going to look for, mm-hmm. and that will happen. Um, uh, hopefully, sooner than later, we'll have a new city manager to continue on with some of these more reviews in our other departments. Yep. So actually, speaking of the city manager, there was some feedback that we received that the city manager actually made less than the executive director of the supervised consumption site. We don't know what what number that was on the supervised. Con- we don't I'm know like, what this number. Is someone that you know, he's a manager of how many different employees. Well, here's the thing too: is and, we don't you know, know if it was the CAO or yeah. who it was. We just know an individual mm-hmm. was making over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a at year the at the supervised consumption, consumption site. site. We do not, or at Arches, we do not know who that person is. So why? We, we, that's, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised when it all came out that Archer would not come and say, you know what, this is the person. Mm-hmm. Just be transparent. Instead, it was like, yeah, there's some people that make this and would not give That's who the names were. That's a lot of money were, which to is, be making for 178, 180 employees when the city of Lethbridge manager has how many... Under How two, many? Under 2,000. Under 2,000 employees. Like, yes. you know, I'm trying to wrap my brain around all of this, that all the information that came out in 2019, you know, and, and I have all these amazing human beings who are asking these questions. And it's like, I don't know. I yeah. don't know how the city manager makes less than someone at Arches. Yeah. Right. That's it's, something that we need to critically look at as well. Like, that's huge. Yeah, and you know that's and that's something that they would have to yeah. address. I hope that there's a transparency side when this all mm-hmm. happens. That obviously they yeah. they they come out and will mention that. I mean, I think yeah. it's just. It's but just fair. you know, one other thing too that I just want to quickly before we keep going into some of the beautiful things in 2019 is definitely I want to talk about Doug Hamilton. But going back to you asked me about being blacklisted, and in fact, there's two other women in the community, myself and two other women who have also been blacklisted as a result of advocating for change, right? And I just, I really want to speak to that on one particular podcast moving forward in the new year, because people who advocate and people who might have a different view and maybe have even more frontline experience, we know what we're talking about when we see deterioration of human beings every single day. 
Right. Right. But if you don't conform to the ideology, Blaine, you're shamed for not conforming into that. Right. It's like a well, defense that's, that's mechanism. A, that's an issue. In it, that's an issue <laughs> if, in itself. You know, right? If you're going to change and you're going to help people and you're going to create a safe community, you're going to speak a little bit louder. So mm -hmm. I'm not without, you know, I knew people would be coming after me. I get that. But harassing me. You know, blacklisting me—that's just really—it's blacklisting, pitiful. and you can, and, and some of you, you, you comment <laughs> on some of your Facebook. Away, oh yeah, you're taking away from the clients stuff. that I could be helping right now. Is what but you're But you know doing. what? A lot of these are the people that are making these these comments on mm -hmm. on on Facebook, etc. That yep. that fake profiles. Yep. They're in there, and they're quite rude. You've read some. Mm -hmm. I am I am shocked at what they... And you know that they're fake. They have yep. a fake names, and they have... It's, <laughs> they have no friends. They have zero friends. They always come and, up and when you're least expecting it. Exactly. And yeah, but but what's, what's funny, though, is that the majority of the people who are actually, um, you know, being really rude and cruel to me are social work cohort graduates. Right? Yeah, well, that's, there's the, there's the, the blacklisting, you know, you've got faculty that we're supposed to be humanitarian and we're supposed to support, you know, individuals yeah, yeah. in such vulnerable circumstances. And these are the ones that are blasting me. Yeah. Right. So it's just like the community needs to know the stuff that I've gone through as a result of advocating solely for a safer community. Right. Because let's be it's honest, not a good thing to do. Crime, do you not know yeah, that? Like, yes whatever yeah. right but crime has gone up thousands and thousands and thousands percent increase this year alone in 2019 right. in lethbridge that's we, normal and it's not that's, normal that's normal it's not normal and it's got nothing to do yeah with yeah. our with the changes and the, the one changes pillar that we have right this, yeah. yeah this is all i'm and those yeah. that stick to <laughs> that know. it's 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 interesting but, but you, know, you know what let's yeah. can we just pop off for a quick yeah. break and yeah. uh we want to thank our our, our sponsors smith obviously audio, so we want to thank take, you for the month of december for just sponsoring and the us art room and, and at smith so yep. so we'll we'll head to a yep. quick break if that we sounds can. great this is connecting your community with blaine higgin and mallory chris jansen we'll be right back after these messages there's a new art shop in town. What? Watercolors, acrylics, pastels, brushes, oils, canvas, and paper. Oh, where? It's new. The art room at Smith's Audio on 13th Street North. For high performance sound. And super art supplies. At Smith's Audio on 13th Street North, we promise to only sell high-performance electronics. We promise to support mostly Canadian companies like Paradigm, Anthem, NAD, Bryston, and PSB. We keep promises. Smith's Audio, 13th Street North. Electronics simplified. We are. I get, you know, again, thank you to, to yeah, Smith's Audio in the great, art room at, at uh, Smith's. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. Let me touch a little bit. I've, I've wanted to talk a little bit about... Um, some of the help that's been out in our community and one group in particular, the Sage Clan. Uh, this is a group of amazing selfless volunteers who have gone throughout Lethbridge, the downtown area. They work with individuals who are on our streets and they're actually having more success than paid organizations are getting people into treatment, getting referrals done, you know, and I, I'm not going to sit here and steal and pretend I know everything that they do. But what I can tell you with 100% absolute honesty is that they're actually making an impact. They, they absolutely the individuals are with where they're at every single day, no matter if they're high or they're coming down, 
this is a group that actually cares but have no funding from city council and, coming and, in. and touching on what you said about not knowing really about this group mm-hmm. i would it's, love to be able yeah. to host some of this to be, have a better understanding on exactly what mm-hmm. what they do and how they help our community so that's something that i yeah. i would hope we to have. be able we've, to we've tried to connect them. with sage a couple times and yeah. you know again like their work is at night yeah Right. Yeah, so they're on the streets when all the workers are at home peacefully sleeping. Yeah. You know, and I, and I just say that because these guys are actually out there making a difference. Right. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to let you connect with them because you can't you can't share about what this group is because they're so impactful and they're actually making a huge difference. In it's this unbelievable. Community. And we will yeah. we will find out more yeah. and hopefully we'll be able to host yeah. them on sometime yeah. so that they sure can also, actually we put it out there quite a bit. And yeah. our, our, you know, schedules yeah. just don't don't uh, align right now. Align right now. Well, well, you know what? We'll keep working on yeah. that. I want to talk about so. Douglas Hamilton. I want to talk about Douglas Hamilton because this was there's the a 2019. Point. That was a this big. Was you know, for me in 2019, meeting Douglas Hamilton was the turning point in my life. And this is where what ultimately opened up a brand new door for me is because I was told, Mallory, you've crossed the line when you I met with Doug. I love air quotes, Doug. by the way. Yeah, that's what the, this is verbatim what they said. You crossed the line when you met with Douglas Hamilton. So now, this is from your, your line of work. Yeah. Okay. So for people who don't know, Douglas Hamilton is straight up in ground zero. And that's what he refers it to. He is a business owner right behind the supervised consumption site. So yes, people in my field said, you crossed the line when you met with Douglas Hamilton. And I said, why is that? Well, because Douglas Hamilton put surveillance all over his video or all over his store to So it's on, it's on, and I see it's on YouTube. If you want to really <laughs> yeah. see what is going on, so, it's, it's, you know, they're it's crying there, but... human rights when realistically, like my house has security and surveillance. So I was deemed not that, illegal. No, right. I no. crossed the line because I went and talked to a man who I wanted to hear what was going on for him. Mm-hmm. After I met with Douglas Hamilton, I lost countless friends. I lost countless Um, people that I used to collaborate with professional relationships, because how dare I, how dare I go and speak to Douglas Hamilton to hear what's happened to him. Doug Hamilton in 2019 received over three death threats. Okay. Yeah. Doug Hamilton was assaulted over seven times, over $30,000 he had to pay to fix windows and over a hundred thousand dollars of damage done to his building. He finally put on the, the roll shutters yep. on the windows because they were broken so yeah. many times. But that in itself was a cost. And I want to say, and, and don't quote me, I think it was sixty or $70,000 yeah. to do that. So to, to, to understand the frustrations that someone's going yeah. through when it comes to what is, is mm-hmm. happening, as you said, is ground zero, yeah. how can you not yeah. give attention to, to those concerns? Yeah. So everyone that I was, you know, found myself out at lunch this day, they're all, you know, whether they graduated from the same faculty as I, or, you know, they're in, they're all on the front line. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're all supposed to be helping the community become better. And anyways, so I'm like, everyone's complaining about this Doug Hamilton and how dare he. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, why don't we just go meet him? So what? nobody else meant prior. No. So you can talk about this person yep. without going out and finding yep. out his concerns there was never or anything. Someone that went to him just to hear his side. And I don't even like using that to hear what's happened to him. So I said, I'm going to go meet him. And I did. I rolled mm-hmm. up straight to Hamilton's and carpet. And I now have met two of the most beautiful humans who are in my life now, Doug and his wife. And, and Shelley. 
You know, they're just amazing humans. And never once have I ever heard them discriminate against people who use the supervised consumption site. Never have I heard them talk ill of any of the people that work at Arches. I have it's never what heard the, the, anything The side cool. effects are of yeah. what's happening. So those using, not those using inside, yeah. But when they're up against his building, or they're 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 yeah. using where it is illegally yeah. being consumed. Yeah. That's where the frustration mm -hmm. is comes from. Him use inside the facility. You hear him on numerous times throughout his videos, telling them go and use inside yeah. the facility. You saw them cutting stuff on 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 a mm -hmm. uh, breaker box outside his his building with security there doing nothing. Yeah. That's that's frustrating to him. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, so yeah, definitely. And I do want to have, I know that this is a, a tough time of year with between Christmas and new year's, but we will have time where we have business owners in that area yeah. that are affected and we'll and be speaking what, though, with them. Even if arches wanted to come and sit down Absolutely. and talk with us, right? This is absolutely, you know, that's the beautiful thing about us is that just come speak, come mm -hmm. talk and come share. But what Douglas Hamilton did was he stood up and just shared his own experience. And a couple, maybe a couple weeks ago, Blaine, they actually had a video of a mom, a, an auntie. A was the, the it was an auntie. It was the auntie, Who yeah. tried to come and bring her niece home <sighs> who was living on the streets. And yeah, of course, that was... Doug films it. And long story short, of course, he gets blasted for it. But, you know, he turned around and did something beautiful. And that was he opened up his shop yeah. to family yeah. who have loved ones on the streets, accessing the supervised consumption site. Hey, come to my shop for coffee. Coffee's yeah. on, come for conversation. I have yet to see anyone else open their doors for family yeah. who have people I, on our streets that are struggling as a result of the increased drug use in this community that we never had in 2018. And, and that's amazing. You you talk about some of these these aunts, these yep. grandmas, those, those family yep. members that are there trying to help yep. those individuals that are not wanting Who's supporting help. supporting them, Blaine? And who is supporting... There's something that they're going through, and I could only imagine what that's like, and I know some different families that have uh, individuals going through that. Really frustrating. Yep. And you know what? I think it's... I think it's... Uh, um, yeah, have, having him open his doors to have yep. him... Hey, is there anything I can do yep. to help you as you help yep. your family? You know, and all the people who are so unkind to him and even when he posts his stuff, right? And it's just like, they're blasting him. I'm like, go have a coffee with Doug Hamilton. And not just go to have a coffee. Him. Think about the different things like, and what what Doug sees on a daily yeah, basis. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. A I'm a business yep. owner. I couldn't yep. imagine seeing that on a day-to-day -day basis. This is, this is acceptable, Blaine. There's but no problem in our But it city, didn't happen right? years prior. Exactly. And that's why when I see this, I get so frustrated. Like it's, yep. it's, there's the expectation to just go around and I guess huddle around <laughs> and sing Kumba. Yeah, I'm sorry. I get, I get so, <laughs> I get a little wound up Could for this because there's frustration. Business, but this is the other thing that we I hear. Can't. Like it's, there's no problem. There's no needle debris. People are no getting issues. kidnapped. Okay. Look at in 2019, we've had someone be kidnapped in their car. Okay. At knife point from McDonald's on the north side, taken to the supervised consumption site, taken to a bank, take it to the blood tribe reserve, dropped off. And he's, yeah. you know, stranded on the blood tribe reserve. And then, you know, we've had people um, taken at machete point, carjacked, There's, sexually assaulted. Yeah. Guns but Mallory, that's just normal. <laughs> 2019 but this is this is normal. Canada. It's, it's it's not normal, and this isn't okay. Yeah. When we put up all those signs that mm -hmm. said "report crime," we deserve a safe community, save our children, scan. 
Based out of Calgary, acknowledge the work that we did. We had a 92% decrease of transient individuals who used to walk up and down our block every single day. And how many drug houses... We, shut down over five drug houses have and now what been did they say down. they said that and and in their news Woo! release it had pictures of of all yeah. of the different work that all of those that ugly the, hideous signs that, that those people call sign, them but that's amazing and they actually spoke to the importance yeah. of these groups so again make sure you report if Absolutely. there's a drug house in your area and you yeah. believe there is don't go to Facebook and just put it there. If you want to, 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 yep. to let your neighbors know, yep. that's one thing, but also make sure to get a hold of the police, yep. get hold of scan. Report Cause this everything. report <laughs> everything you need yep. to make sure, because this has made a difference in our community. Yep. It's been amazing. And to have scan come out and mention yep. that it was this uh, community yep. was, was a big part of that yep. in sharing their concerns. What an honor. It's unbelievable. Yep. So yes, there's probably a 2019 number one thing or at the top of, yeah. of what happened with, with that group. Yeah. I'm so excited. We always talk about this connecting our community and well, it's, we're, we're blessed, right? It's, and it's, it's connecting so exciting. our community. It's not connecting one side. It's connecting everyone. Let's wrap up with, with one thing that's coming out in the new year. So yeah. in 2020, so we were invited by, by, um, my brother reached out to me and we've done this polar plunge oh, for, yes. for numerous I'm years. So and I excited. still think <laughs> that I'm thawing out from the previous years that I've done this. Cause it's, I think we've done it three or four times yep. and, and, uh, I missed last year as we were out of town for something yep. and I didn't, it was it last year or the year before I missed anyways, yep. <laughs> it froze my brain, obviously. Thanks, right? Braylon. But, I'm uh, so excited to jump so, in the water. So again. we are, we're looking forward to that and it's for an amazing <laughs> cause for special Olympics. And uh, so <laughs> your face, it's like it's already freezing. I've already <laughs> freezing. <laughs> so it's for an amazing cause. Yeah. And and uh, I know my brother with the, with the police. He he's he's done everything from the uh, the the marathon runs yep. to to um, he works with different basketball individuals, Special Olympics, yep. and and different sports. And it's amazing what what he does. A shout out to to Constable Higgin, and Constable I know Higgin it's uh, <laughs> is probably one of the best officers that I, I just, ever had the honor of working with. And now he's canine. Your brother yeah. not only does the polar plunge, he volunteers and works with you know individuals with disabilities. Yeah. He's coaching. He's really stand up guy. He's bought in lock, stock, and yeah. barrel for for, for that cause and, his, Those, and what it does. Yeah. So yeah, Tell and you've where done the it. Polar plunges. Yeah. It's at Henderson. It's at Lake, Henderson Lake. It's February first and February the first. 2020 if there's an interest we will have a link out there please uh, uh go on and set up yeah what is the crazy thing about the polar plunge though too is that i think i did a cannonball I last year and i, I got the water it. all up my nose and, and through my sick. mouth and then i was out for two weeks sick like with water in my lungs and i'm like you asked me if I wanted to jump. I'm like, how can you say no to supporting? <laughs> I used to say, like, can I not be away on a holiday but... or something during this time? But no, it's for, it's for a good cause. So many people are like, oh, I'm out of town <laughs> in January. I'm like, too bad. It's, it's in February. February. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, thank yeah, you, think, everyone. I think it's just some time. So yeah. let's, you know, in closing with that, let's, uh, um, yeah, let's let's look forward to what 2020 has to be. Gonna be what, have, what have you got in the 2020? Like, what's is there anything that you've got plans? Do you have any yeah, resolution? Yeah, I, mean, oh. I don't do resolutions. I believe in just celebrating every single day, right? And becoming mm-hmm. a better human every single day. 
Yeah, and it seems the resolutions a lot of time they're difficult because you feel like you failed if you don't exactly. Yeah. So, so keep it real. I think, but I still keep them in my mind. Different yeah. different things that okay, I want to do this and do that, and and I know that people say if you don't write it down, it's not going to happen. Uh, a goal that's not written down is just a dream. Really? I don't know. This is one of these <laughs> classes that I went, attended, and this, that's and I you know what I do believe it. If you're looking back at something you've written down, it does make a difference. Yeah. But uh, so with that, I think we will head out. <laughs> look forward to the next podcast. Yeah. And again, get in touch. Get in touch with us if you want to be on you. the next podcast or an upcoming podcast. Please let us know. You've been listening to Connecting Your Community with Blaine Higgin and Mallory Christiansen. Join us next time as we continue to discuss community topics and how all of us together can make a difference. Remember, there is no community without unity.